Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Ten years, apparently, because, uh, you know, leap years and all that, all that sort of thing. So one in ten, uh, I don't think it's actually one in ten, but anyway, in the cycle, ten, ten years till the next one. So, um, yeah, we'll all be looking a lot different in ten years, I think. Fitter, healthier, all those, all those things, all those things, which will be awesome. But um, as we uh, begin this new year, uh, I want to begin by talking about a guy from the Bible named Jonah. Uh, now, as you may or may not know, this guy's pretty uh, famous um, for not listening to God and ending up in the belly of a whale. Pretty, pretty crazy. And um, for those who grew up going to church as a child or during Elevation Kids, I'm sure at some point you probably did Jonah in the belly of a whale craft. Surely at some... Did we do that in 2022 in Elevation Kids? No. Okay, great. Excellent. Right. Trust me, it's coming. 2023. It's coming. It's coming. Um, It's funny because it's one of those... uh, parts of scripture that we tend, well, I just defeated this, but you know, let's pretend that they did a lot of it in 2022, but it tends to be one of those uh, parts in scripture that we do a lot when we're in primary school and then forget about as we, as we move past that. And um, the thing is that that's actually a little bit strange because we should all be able to relate to this guy, Jonah. I'll, I'll show you how. Have you ever done something, you don't have to raise your hand straight away, have you ever done something that in hindsight may have been classed as not the smartest decision or is it just, or is it just me? No pointing at husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. Um, I could fill the rest of the message today with uh, examples purely from my own life uh, where I have done that. Um, but, but let's just go a recent one. Um, well, I say recent, but it was last year. Yeah, it's so good. Um, anyway, but um, and it was a Sunday as well. So I was driving home from church. We don't live very far from here. And uh, I had a uh, we're in separate cars because we're having a fight. No, no, because we come, we come at different times, right? So uh, I was in the car with a, a couple of our children and going through sort of the, we went the scenic route, great choice, through seascapes to look at the beach and through some, you know, those little windy bits there. And uh, as I came to one, I made this really smart decision. There was another car coming the other way. I'm like, oh, I'll just duck in quickly because obviously, you know, really, really rushed on a Sunday. Not really. We had nothing to do, but I'll just duck in here quickly in front of them. And as I did that, um, I hit the gutter, but it wasn't like a rounded gutter. It was like, you know, the drain pipe one where it, where it goes down. There was a big bang. There was a pop. And then we had a, um, then we had a flat tyre about um, 50 metres from our house, which was, which was amazing. And, you know, I didn't need that $200 that it cost to get, you know, get, a, get a brand new tyre because I wrecked it completely. But who knows that um, we all sometimes make some pretty poor decisions, so Jonah, he made some really poor decisions, but not only were they bad decisions, they actually ended up being ones that if he had made them earlier, they would have saved him a lot of grief. You see, we want to make sure that pain doesn't force us into a door that wisdom could choose now. We want to be, we want to be people who don't wait until we hit rock bottom before we obey, and we want to go through the open door of opportunity that God has 
for us. So here's Jonah, Jonah 1, verses 1 and 2. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of uh, Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. We don't know much about Jonah, except that he was a prophet to Israel. But prophets usually declared God's word back in those days to, to Israel and not to neighbouring countries. So this was, a little bit, this was a little bit new. But we do know a fair amount about this place called Nineveh. So Nineveh was the uh, capital of Assyria. Uh, we think this is about the 8th, 8th century uh, BC. It was, Assyria was a great world power. Um, it conquered many nations. It put um, its people on you know, death marches and com, you know, committed genocide as state policy. And, and the Bible describes it like this uh, in the other Old Testament uh, book of Nahum, uh, verse 3, 1 to 3. It says, Woe to the bloody city. It is all full of lies and robbery. Its victim never departs, the noise of a whip and the noise of rattling wheels, of galloping horses, of clattering chariots, horsemen charged with bright swords and glittering spear. There is a multitude of slain, a great number of bodies, countless corpses. They stumble over corpses. Happy New Year. You know, sorry. <laughs> but um, so, so that's a bit of a description about this place called Nineveh. So it's not the nicest preaching invitation. There's no green room out the back where it's only red Skittles and like the right brand of water, you know, ready for Jonah. We don't have one of those either, by the way. Um, but this is his response. Verse 3, we're back in Jonah chapter 1. So he's been asked to go to Nineveh, remember. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. We don't know how the word of the Lord came to Jonah, but we know that God asks him, hey, you're going to Nineveh? Jonah's like, I know about Nineveh. There is no way I'm going to Nineveh. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go the opposite direction from what God has actually asked me. He's scared. He's freaking out. Now, not only was Tarshish the opposite direction of Nineveh, in many ways it was sort of the opposite kind of city. It wasn't a military power. It was a city of great wealth. It was a pioneer in a, in a new trade at the time, which was commerce over the sea. So it was making people rich, this place, Tarshish, but it was also making them greedy, arrogant, and prideful. In Isaiah, the Bible describes Tarshish. It's speaking about the day of the Lord, and so it uses Tarshish like a, like a metaphor, but it says this. It says, upon all the, sorry, Isaiah 2, 16, 17, it says, upon all the ships of Tarshish and upon all the beautiful sloops, the loftiness of man shall be bowed down and the haughtiness of men shall be brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted that day. Uh, another place in Ezekiel 27, 12, it says, Tarshish was your merchant because uh, sorry, Tarshish was your merchant because of your many luxury goods. They gave you silver, iron, tin, and lead for your goods. You see, the phrase, the ships of Tarshish, uh, became this, this symbol of wealth and self-sufficiency and greed and power. And so, in a sense, what Jonah was really saying was, there's no way I'm walking into this open door opportunity of Nineveh that you've put before me, God. Instead... I'm going on the other side. Instead, I'm running from you and I'm going to run to my own reliance 
I'm going to run to the world's wealth. I'm going to run to doing things in my own strength. And, and you know, often this happens so often in the Bible. We read the Bible and we think, ha, what a bunch of losers. Like, why would they do that? Or we read about the disciples and we think, idiots. You know, like, why would they, why would they do that? Because we would never do anything like this at all. We would never run to self-sufficiency when God's calling us to faith. You know, we'd never run to something that was stable and sure when God's calling us to step out in faith and step out on the water and, and, and do something for Him. And so what happens in the Jonah story, you may know or may not, but God sends a great wind while He's trying to get to Tarshish and a, and a great storm. The, the sailors freak out and they start praying and, and they find out who Jonah is and they throw him overboard. And so God lines up, the Bible calls it a great fish, and, and Jonah's in the belly of this fish for three days. He cries out to God, usually, you know, I haven't actually been in one myself, but I'm assuming, I, I reckon I'd do it in two days. I, I reckon not three, I reckon after the second, I'd be like, okay, God, all right, I get the point, I'm, I, I'm out. And, and once again, we get to Jonah 3, and we have this feeling of deja vu. Let's, let's read this. So this is Jonah 3, two chapters after one. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. Have you ever had that happen in your life? Not the belly of the whale thing. Closest we've been is the whaling station at Albany. It's pretty cool, by the way. But, any, but anyway, side note. But I mean, God asking you to step into an opportunity you saying no, and God's like, that's all right. It's coming around again. It's coming back again. This opportunity that I've asked you, this person that I want you to be generous towards, this person I want you to talk about your faith with, this family member that um, you need to forgive. If you choose, no, that's fine. It's coming back around again. It's coming back around again. You see, you can't get more rock bottom than the belly of a great fish but we don't want to be people that wait until we hit rock bottom to obey and go through the open door of opportunity that God has for us. And so today what I want to do in the time I've got left is I want to speak about two ways that we can build wisdom so that we can step into those open doors that God has for us at the first attempt. And like I said at the start, not, not let pain put us through a door that wisdom could have chosen earlier. So number one, how do we do this? How do we step into those open door opportunities for us in 2023? Number one is this, is we've got to overcome fear. We've got to overcome fear. The author and pastor John Ortberg says this, he says, sometimes open doors are not fun. Sometimes they are not even safe. Always they are about something greater than our benefit. Often they lead to Nineveh. You see, Nineveh for us is the place or situation or person God calls you to, but we don't want to go there. It's the area of our lives that we don't want to address. It's the, I know we're just, you know, God highlighting something in our own lives to, that, that, that needs His transforming power to come in. And we're like, we'll just shift it slightly and let's, let's, let's focus on, on something else. It's the relationship that God's calling us to restore, but it just seems so painful. It's scary. There's trouble. There's fear, there's rejection, there's possible embarrassment. But what do you do when God calls you to that place? Do you give in to fear? Or do we say, okay, God, your, your word declares there's no fear in love. Your word declares fear not, 
for I am with you, says the Lord. I, I, I'm going to step into something that seems unsafe at the moment. It seems scary, but, but, but you know what? I, I, I'm just going to step into it. You see, giving into fear often ends up resulting in pain. You know, when we look for comfort, ultimately, we tend to find distress. You see, because jo- Jonah showed us this. He was looking to avoid pain. He was like, Nineveh, no way. I'm not, I'm not going there. He wants safety. He wants an easy way out. He's like, you know what, God? I know you created the whole heavens and the earth, but I'm pretty sure I've got it more dialed than you have, so I'm going this way. But what happens? What happens is that he, he finds more distress than he did before. But, but what we want to do is we want to step into those open doors of opportunity and we want to overcome fear. Now, does that mean everything goes perfect? Absolutely not. But, but we keep making a decision. I, I remember um, uh, I was 19 years of age, sort of uh, straight out of high school, and uh, the church we were part of, I was involved in the youth ministry there, and we wanted to start to uh, get into high schools and, and run some programs. And so uh, instead of going back to my old high school, because that was just too much, I went to the other high school uh, in our um, in our city, and I remember going up and got the principal's permission to come in and run this lunchtime program and, and gather kids, and so I went and spoke at the, um, uh, at the whole school assembly about what we were doing, and, you know, you know classic youth ministry, especially in the uh, early 2000s, it's like, there'll be lollies, there'll be games, there'll be hopefully not too many, you know, risk management issues, but, you know, it'll be, it'll, it'll be fun, and I remember walking down and uh, this teacher just makes this little comment as I walk off. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, get him in with lollies and chocolates, hey? And that, and that was it as I walked past. And I remember as a 19-year-old being like, oh, God, like I thought this was supposed to, like what's, what, what, what's going on? It sounds, sounds small, smallest thing possible now. But, you know, whenever we walk through an open door of opportunity, sometimes there'll be people against us. Sometimes there'll be things that, um, that come and they, and, and they challenge us. And, and maybe for you, it's not speaking in front of high schoolers. Maybe there's some broken relationships that need repairing, but the fear of rejection is stopping you. Can I tell you, the longer you leave it, the greater the pain. Maybe there's opportunities at work uh, with friends, your, your sporting club to speak to people about your faith, to invite someone to church, you know what I find is the longer you leave it, the harder it gets. That maybe in 2023 you're stepping into a, a new place, maybe a new role, maybe a new workplace, maybe you know a new department. Maybe like you know this year I'm taking up. I don't know why Pilates just came to my head because I definitely don't do Pilates, but I'm taking up Pilates. You know for the for the first time. Um, can I tell you the 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 easiest place to talk to someone about your faith is really early on. Now, you don't have to go in there with your, you know, soapbox and get up and, you know, let me tell you about hell, let's go. You know, you don't, you don't have to be like that, but something that starts to position ourselves to overcome fear and to take up those opportunities. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Fear will take you down and away from God. Jonah went down to Joppa in the ship of Tarshish, down to the bottom of the ship, down into the water, down into the fish. But when you obey God, 
He has greatness for your life. That doesn't mean you become famous and an influencer on TikTok or anything like that, but he has greatness. That, that, that's mean, that means the seed that he's put on the inside of your life is gonna come forward and the plan and the purpose that he has to bring glory to him and to bring good to those around you, that's gonna come forth To But we need to step into those open doors of opportunities and we must overcome fear. So number one is how do we step into them? We overcome fear. Number two is this, is we practice on small doors. Practice on small doors. You know, so often we don't think to ask for wisdom until we're faced with a big decision. But the Bible tells us in Galatians 6 verse 10, it says, So then, whenever you have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all and especially to those of the family of faith. You see, how often do we have an opportunity? How often is there an open door opportunity for us to do something that God has called us to? Can, can I say it's probably daily? It's probably daily. But they're not always going to be these huge, ginormous open doors. Sometimes they're small. Sometimes they're just, who can I talk to? Sometimes they're just, who can I pray for? Uh, I remember uh, years ago uh, when we lived in Sydney, um, walking into Coles to get... Um, you know, some groceries, as you do, just a, just a couple of things. And I was uh, listening to a podcast, and this was, you know, before AirPods, they had the wire and everything, you know, going, going into the phone. I remember the, uh, the message on the podcast I was um, listening to was about um, looking for opportunities and sharing your faith with people. And suddenly it just hit me, you're an idiot. You're listening to this thing about sharing your faith and looking for opportunities while you are surrounded by people with your earphones in so you can't talk to anyone. Like, like, what, like what, are you, what, what are you doing? You know, so often, like, God, inspire me to do it. Come on, let's... But, but He's just looking for those small things. He's just looking for that smile to someone. He's just looking for that encouragement of someone. But, you know, it starts with hearing from God. Hearing from God and, and a great practice and a great way to practice on small doors. And we've um, spoken about this every, every year uh, since we've been here is, is we talk about uh, at the start of the year, there's just something, you know, there's no magic formula that happens when you flip the calendar over to 2023, um, you know, new year, new me, you know, all that, all, that, all that sort of stuff. But there is a point where you can make a decision to say, okay, no, something's going to be different. And what um, I've found in, in my life, I've been doing it for about uh, seven, eight years now, is to take some time at the start of the year to seek God for a word for the year. You're like, well, well what does that mean? Well it, well, it really means it's like, okay, God, what's a, what's a theme that you want to bring into my life in 2023? What's, what, what's the focus here? Because I don't know about you, but I'm really good at like, you know, strategizing and, you know, okay, new year, let's do some new things. And then it gets to about, you know, like the 2nd of February. And like, oh, what were, what were they again? But there's something about a one word direct from God that helps just to focus us for the year. And so I'd love to encourage you over the month of January as you, why don't you seek God through prayer, uh, through the word, and say, okay, God, what can be a theme for my life for this year? Uh, we say one word to keep it simple, but sometimes it's, it's a couple. Um, one year for Rachel, it was, an, it was a number. Um, three, six, five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm really good. Three, for, for one year for Rachel, it was three, 365, so it was about you know, opportunities every single day of, of the year. But something 
that sets ourselves for 2023. And you know what it does is actually, can I tell you the secret? It's not really about the word. What it's actually about is your heart seeking God and saying, okay, God, what do you have for my life? Not God, this is what I have for my life. Can you bless it, please? Please bless my plans, bless my vision. Thank you, Lord. No, no, God has something for you for this year. He has a, has a theme. He has things that he wants to work in and through your life. And as we do that, what it does is it helps us to keep our focus on him. And it's a way that we can practice on small doors. Practice on small doors. You see, wisdom, wisdom is the ability to make great decisions. It's the art of living well. And God has called us to make those great decisions, to follow Him, to be people that don't wait for pain to put us through a door, but we seek God, we overcome fear, and we look for those open door opportunities because we practice with small ones. Maybe Luke or Lisa can come and join me uh, as we wrap up here today. But, you know, for, for us, um, many of you know, our story, but one of the, the biggest open doors that, uh, that we walked through as a family was moving here um, from Sydney at the start of 2019. But, you know, we didn't start with that decision. For, for us as a couple that actually started in New South Wales when, uh, in 2007, when we moved from the area of Newcastle to Sydney, because we believe God had called us to there. Rachel was six months pregnant. I had two days, um, two days a week um, work at the church and I had to go and, and find um, other, you know, other employment. And we had nowhere to live. Great, great start. So we uh, so, so moved in with friends until we found a house. And that was a step that set us, it was a practicing on a smaller door before going across the other side of the country. You, you, you know, for me, um, going down even smaller, there was a, a, a practice door for me was finishing high school and then instead of going to university, doing an internship program with, with a church. It was a practicing on a small door. Practicing on a small door. After that, it was a decision not to work on Fridays because I was running youth ministry and like, you know, this needs time, it needs, it needs energy. What was that? It was a small door that opened up to larger doors. For, for Rachel, it was uh, when she finished school going to, going to YWAM and giving a year, nine months of her life to set herself for God. It was uh, later, later down the track, it was working part-time, not full-time, so she could volunteer in the church. When we were in New South Wales, it was her uh, working uh, four days a week so she could volunteer in the church a day a week when she was in Port Macquarie. You know, there's, there's something about practising on small doors that opens up bigger opportunities. And just in the same ways you practise sport, you practise music, you practise whatever to get better, we can develop these opportunities that God has for our lives, but it takes practice. And so this morning I want to encourage you, for 2023, let's choose wisdom, let's take the open door opportunities, let's overcome fear, practice on small doors to develop the wisdom to see the opportunities that God has before us. And so today we're going to bow our heads and pray as we wrap up. And I, I want to encourage you, I don't know everyone here, but I want to encourage you that you don't have to wait till you hit rock bottom before you cry out to God. Maybe you're here and you've never made a decision for Christ before. 
today could be your opportunity to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to His voice, to say yes to His ways, to say yes to His life. And so this morning, right across this place, we're gonna say a prayer of salvation all together. And if you've never said that prayer before, maybe you've said it, but there's been some things that have come just to disconnect you from God. Would you just lift your hand right now? We'll see where you are. You can put your hand back down as you make that decision for Christ. And we're going to pray together. Is there someone like that who wants to say yes to Jesus Christ this 